Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Also noted that she didn't even really understand the controversy she found herself in. It was too orchestrated. It was too coordinated. And, you know, people get picked on, but for four months straight for me, and then for, you know, for me to read in the press about a toxic work environment when, when all I've ever heard from every guest that comes on the show is what a happy atmosphere this is and how, what a happy place it is. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. You guys, this is kind of a free-for-all episode. We're gone from Summer House. We're, I don't want to say free because I wasn't looking to be free from Summer House. I would do it all week, every every week if I could, you know? Um, before we get into the episode, I have two bits of business. First, you can catch me on the Mixing with Moni Patreon. We did a bonus episode talking about all the shit that happened in Bravo, um, some of which I will be talking about here. So, but you know what? I'll ha- I'll be having different thoughts. So don't you know? Don't let me deter you from checking out Moni's Patreon because that's a fun conversation. And then here you get the fun of me ranting by myself. So there's that, (laughs) but definitely check out mixing with Moni. She's an incredible podcaster, incredible person in the Bravo space. If you guys like me, I think I know that you will like Moni. So check it out. Um, Second order of business would be, what do you want me to recap on Mondays? Typically I reserve it for a Bravo show, but here's the thing. I mean, Potomac is like a given, you guys. If you guys think I'm not going to recap Potomac, you are (laughs) 
sadly mistaken or whatever you want to call it. I'll be talking about Matomic Potomac for sure, but we got some time before that happens, before it airs. Um, my first go-to thought is that I would be recapping Roni, but here's where you guys come in, is that Roni recaps, or Roni airs on Tuesdays. These episodes are on Monday. So my concern was that you guys will have heard three different Real Housewives of New York recaps at minimum before you get to this episode. And, you know, it's like the day before the newest episode. So would you guys want that? Would you still be interested? Let me know. Um, You guys can actually what I'm going to do is the day that this comes out. So Monday, I will be doing a, a poll on my Instagram stories. So you can follow me at everyone's business, but mine, and I will let you guys pick what you want to do. The other problem is that there are so many good shows on Sunday, like married to medicine, Shaws of sunset. Um, but because they come on Sunday, there's such a short turnaround for me to be recapping them on Mondays. You know, I don't always have the time. I don't always watch these shows live. And then to also have to like spend the time taking notes watching it again and have that out by Monday at nine o'clock. Like it's really just not terribly feasible. Um, So there's the problem with that. So let me know what you guys think, what you would like for me to recap. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll move on. Um, So the winter house spinoff. I refuse to call it by its Christian name. I hate it. Bravo just announced that it is going to be called Summer House Winter Charm. And also that it will be coming out later, like I think September, spring, fall joggers, you know? So here's my first issue is that like, I thought that we as like the Bravo constituency had all agreed that Winter House is going to be airing uh, sometime very in the very near future, right after Summer House aired. I don't understand like where things got mixed up with that. I don't understand where the misunderstanding happened. I thought we all made that very clear, and I thought we had manifested that. Ask, believe, don't receive. I'm disappointed. Um, also, I just hate the name. I just think it's like clunky and weird, and I don't like it. And if you're gonna do winter house southern hold on i gotta look it up again because i can't remember summer house winter charm i get what you're saying it's like mostly the cast of summer house with a little bit of southern charm but if you're gonna do it maybe this is like the nerd and the intellectual over intellectualizing me why didn't they do winter house northern charm right because that would be the opposite of both because you're not summer you're doing it in a wintry location and it's not in the south because they filmed it in vermont so southern charm now turns to northern charm why didn't they do that i also just feel like why didn't they do Northern House. I don't know. I just hate the name and I just wish that they had asked somebody else if they could um, uh, figure out a better name for that. Uh, I hate it. I hate it. Let's talk about 
Ronnie from Jersey Shore, before I get into the rest of the Bravo news and the other news, um, Ronnie from Jersey Shore has announced that he is going to be taking a break from the Jersey Shore reboot to seek help for his mental health issues. This could not... I mean... My God, you guys, I have been waiting for this moment for quite some time. There's been something very deep and dark about Ronnie. Um, When I came up with, not came up with, (laughs) when I came up with the podcast, when I came up, when I was thinking about ideas to do for this podcast, there is still one that um, sits with me is to talk about like the unknown dramas that happen on not unknown I shouldn't say that the dramas that happen on reality tv shows or particularly with reality stars that don't really get a lot of um things that often get swept under the rug and you guys Ronnie was on my like top three of my list of people we need to talk about why is it that Ronnie gets away with all of the things that he does his very obvious abuse rampant abuse of women that he they often just act like oh that's just our Ronnie like oh he just has girl problems like they really don't talk about the severity of the things that Ronnie gets into and it perpetually happens like there was a whole episode after Ronnie got pushed out of a car by his baby mama and had to like they had to like pause filming for him and then he comes back and all these like bandages he's bruised he's got road rash and they're like oh oh Ronnie you did it again like it's so weird to me how they handle or rather don't handle handle Ronnie Ronnie has had when we all remember in the OG Jersey Shore how many issues he had with Sam that were abusive but I definitely recall not thinking much of it at the time like that moment where she realized that he broke his glasses he she he broke her glasses and she was so heartbroken like it still stays with me how she just was like I needed these glasses like you know I need them to see and you broke them because why you know the fact Another thing that we don't talk about, when they came up with the Jersey Shore reboot, Sam did not want to film. She did not want to be around Ronnie anymore. And what they did, instead of talk about, like, what that woman must have gone through to the fact that she won't even secure a very easy bag of money because she so did not want to be around Ronnie we don't talk about that enough. We definitely don't talk about how they got a, like a blow up doll version of Sam and how Ronnie was even being weird towards that blow up doll. It's almost as if he had like, like mannequin, (laughs) you know, like, like actual Sam had embodied this blow up doll version of her. And it was just very weird. I would encourage you guys to watch Like if you can find access to the first couple of episodes of the Jersey Shore reboot just his 
interaction, even with the blow up doll version of her was chilling. It was really chilling. So all of these years, Ronnie's had a kid. He's had all these issues with his um, baby mama named Jen. He has had um, a slew of issues with his latest girlfriend. Her name is Sapphire. Um, You know, she has since denounced the things that he has done and said nothing really happened. We're fine. They're still back together. But... I mean, he had gotten arrested for domestic abuse with Sapphire, having been on probation for what he did to the mother of his child. And they had been going back and forth for years, both of them being abusive towards one another, using the child um, as a pawn, you know, many allegations of kidnapping and and taking the child or a friend or a family member has taken their daughter and placed it somewhere. Just a lot of really unnecessary drama. And I don't understand how the show could frame Ronnie's issues as just like, oh, you know, Ronnie just goes through it every now and again. And he's emotional and he gets to be on TV and make however many hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, and, you know, he'll have one episode where, you know, it's like a very special episode where Ronnie ends up crying. You know, there's always a lot of crying because he does things and then he regrets them. And then, and then he gets a sympathy edit. And it's very weird for me. It's very weird for me. These networks, MTV, TLC, Bravo are having a huge reckoning with their talent, with the obvious um, issues of abuse happening from the Duggars to um, the Snowdens at Seeking Sister Wife and the abuse allegations against Dimitri and what's happening with uh, Cameron and Tiffany over in Dallas that I'll be talking about soon. It's just like, what do we do about that, you guys? What do we do? Why is there such a hesitancy to fire these people to really put a stance other than like the occasional, you know, uh, milk toast post on Instagram or on their social media of like, we stand against all forms of hate or we stand against abuse or we don't condone this or this person hasn't been on our network in how many years. And, you know, basically we're so saddened by what we, you know, the recent allegations. And then you continue to have these people on your payroll. So it's like, what message do you guys think you're sending versus what message are you actually sending? Because people are really looking at the networks now to clean house, really. And it's not happening fast enough. Um, So with that, we should talk about what's going on with Cam Tiffany and the Real Housewives of Dallas. So, you guys, I tapped the fuck out of Dallas this season, maybe episode three, possibly episode four. I remember saying to myself, like, watching Carrie do something, and she had her mouth open, and she was talking. And I just recall thinking, I don't want to hear any of this. I don't want to hear the fighting. 
I don't want to hear Carrie try to justify her way out of a situation, her shitty behavior. I just don't. I choose me. Okay. I'm thinking about making shirts that say I choose me. (laughs) Um, And I have tapped out since then. So I've been hearing just bits and pieces about how Tiffany, you know, the only Asian American member of the cast has just been going through it, constantly having to educate and re-educate and duck and dodge um, this passive aggressive behavior that's happening towards her and against her. And it really seems to have come to a head with the finale of the reunion. Or is there another part? I'm not sure. I think they only got two parts, which I, th- I think Dallas might be over. <laughs> you would have thought that I would look that up, but honestly, it really doesn't matter um, w- with respect to this story. So, you guys, I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. I've known Cameron to be a woman who will dog with a bone, take hold of a very slight and really what should be a a situation that does not affect somebody seems to affect her greatly. And she expects to have repeated apologies for these very slight indiscretions in my mind. And she will not let it go. She never lets it go. And she always ends up looking quite stupid, but this time, wow. Wow. It's about to get a lot more stupider in here. Okay. As the mom from the family Chantel would say, Karen, she and her little clan of band of brothers that is happening with Shart and Short, her husband and her brother-in-law, it's getting weird. It's getting very weird. I It was like they decided to have a meeting where Cam sat at like a regular adult-sized chair and Court and Shart were, um, you know, in like those like little tykes chairs. They all sat together at uneven heights and said, let's choose violence, let's choose racism, let's choose a very Texas, um, Ted Cruz supporting type of racism, and let's just let it all hang out. Let's let it all hang out. Um, Shart, why don't you get up on Short's shoulders, and you guys can, you know, get up to the desk, and maybe you guys can switch places, and you can type on your Twitter accounts, and just go back and forth and be racist and dumb. That's literally what they've done. Um, so I guess it starts out with, there was a tiff that happened on the reunion. Again, I choose me. I refuse to watch it. But I've heard that it, there was some like back and forth between Cameron and Tiffany. A back and forth that I feel like if I did enough research that if it was really that badly, people would have talked about what Tiffany did that was that bad. So... I couldn't find it. So there you go. That really tells me all I need to know. So four days ago, Cam tweets a picture of herself and Tiffany. And it says, someone I was so excited. Someone I was so excited to be on the show with. Had a blast filming. I'm disappointed. 
Where it went as we aired in press. Okay. I tried to show with receipts as I always wanted to be her friend. I do hope we get another try to have a good time on the show together. Hashtag let's hope. Hashtag R-H-O-D. Tiffany responds, you came to attack and gaslight me. Don't ever compare me to a Thai sex worker or call me bossy either, please. I don't accept your half-ass my employee did that apology. Learn to take accountability or pay a bill. Hashtag setting feminism back. Hashtag R-H-O-D. So the Thai sex worker comment was something that I saw her say on Watch What Happens Live and was like, excuse the hell out of me. So Andy asked what uh, Cam's impressions were of Tiffany. And this was early on in the season. She said something like, oh, she's so bossy. I thought those um, sex workers that we saw in Thailand on that trip that they went in last season or maybe two seasons ago, I thought they were bossy. But basically, you know, Tiffany was nothing. She blew them out of the water. And the reaction of, oh, it was one of um, one of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is what I call the six to 12 brown haired white guys that Ryan Murphy chooses for his revolving door of shows. I can't think of what his name was. He's one of the better looking ones and he's got a unique name and he's on Bravo Broadway. Let me see. Cheyenne Jackson. So Cheyenne Jackson was on that watch what happens live and he was horrified. Andy seemed horrified, but was willing to move on as he always does. Um, they were, it was, Oh, it was really bad. So that is what Tiffany is referencing. Cameron claims she never said that or that it never happened, even though it's literally on watch what happens live. The clips are everywhere um if she doesn't understand why you know it, how is it that the only reference she has to compare uh, the asian lady she knows on her show would be um by comparing her to a thai sex worker if she doesn't understand why that's not incredibly problematic and a misguided at best I don't know what to tell you, girl. Um, but they continue. Um, there was a clown face tweet for me in which Tiffany used the clown face emoji to describe Cameron. And Cameron decided to get upset and say, what are you trying to say? Um, isn't that white face? Or are you calling me a clown? It's like, well, she's clearly calling you a clown, you idiot. And if you associate clowns with white people, that's really more of a you problem, Karen. <laughs> that You can't really put that on Tiffany. Um, it's giving Megan Kelly for me. Like, doesn't she only think that, that Santa can be white? Can clowns only be white to you, Cameron? I don't know. I don't know. Um... So the clown came back to bite on that one. I uh, what's Oh, here's here's what it says. <laughs> so Gibson Johns tweeted a picture of Tiffany and excuse me of Cameron going through like what looks like a binder of receipts at the reunion and his tweet is there is such a thing as over-reliance on receipts just saying 
Tiffany replies with a clown face emoji and Cameron says, so is this a white face because I'm white or is this because I'm a clown? Wow. Thought we're moving on and thought we were moving on in February. Clearly not skull and crossbones emoji. Okay. (laughs) That's what we call a hit dog hollering. Right. Right. Um, So anyway, short and sharp decide to get on Twitter and defend their girl. Okay. And they decide to, um, we'll start with short, um, short who has since deleted his, uh, Twitter account, by the way. Um, she, he tweeted quote, anti-racism is racism. It discriminates by the color of one's skin. They tried that once in Germany it did not work out well. <sighs> I don't understand how many of your patients would be comfortable with you treating them with your open, vile racism. Hashtag R-H-O-D. And then it looks like he tags the hospital where Tiffany worked at. Um, can we not, with the Germany references, can we not with the low-key Hitler references? Like... Why do we have to bring up Hitler in this way? I thought we all agreed that we talk about him so as not to normalize what he did. So we always remember that what Hitler did and had executed was an extreme case of violence and racism and anti-Semitism that should not be replicated in our future. And now look at you, you short bitch, trying to say, trying to compare, basically, low-key, compare Tiffany Moon to Hitler by using the phrase anti-racism. Ugh. Okay. Okay. And, like, also, fuck this account it's at babe underscore bravo who i looked and they had several races like equally racist things to say on par with the westcott family about uh tiffany and i don't know what they think they're doing but like it's fuck you forever i mean i don't know who this account is but like truly yuck they also tried to claim that Tiffany was, quote, white-facing Cameron by using that uh, clown emoji, saying that Tiffany got a nosebleed during the reunion and said um, her nose was bleeding because she must be full of shit. Like, fuck off. Fuck off. Um, so where am I going with this? Okay, so court can choke on like a Flintstone vitamin or something. Um, moving on to a uh, chart chart who seems to, even though he has um, not a public figure in his Twitter bio decided to take that little baton from his brother and just go full court press on uh, Tiffany as well. So he he um, posts a screenshot where Tiffany had blocked him, and rightfully so. He, Chart goes, man, I must be really scary to at Tiffany Moon if she needs to block me for no reason. I've spoken to her twice, once when she was blackout drunk at my house but needed to get home early for work. Wonder if she had a hangover while working on her patients. Uh, 
hashtag RHOD. Okay, not a public figure. You seem to um, really be asserting yourself there. Um, so let's pull out some receipts on chart since he's got something to say. Um, there was a tweet or excuse me, a, an Instagram post where he was at the Bahamas in the Exumas where he's in a, um, a wearing a lay, wearing some sort of Hawaiian shirt and a, a grass hat, straw hat. And he's got like some sort of um, tiki idol on his uh, uh, table and his caption is if I die please make sure this is a photo placed next to my casket hashtag luau hashtag cultural appropriation hashtag tiki hashtag your culture is my costume I mean if that's not the most vile shit like oh yeah I have no problem um using your culture as a joke as I um, go to your native countries and appropriate the fuck out of them and just act like a complete asshole because I think you guys are funny. Okay. Well, next time I get on my knees and put some shoes under it to act like, you know, I'm some Danny DeVito lookalike, I'll, I'll remember that and, um, appropriate, I'll, I'll walk around saying that I'm, I'm court. I'll walk around saying I'm Court Westcott since since we're appropriating costumes over here, won't we? Aren't, don't we? Aren't we? Aren't we? Um, he can fuck off. Uh, what else did he say? Oh, okay. So if you're wanting to mock uh, Tiffany for drinking and tie it to your career, let me move on to this uh, article about court from 2014 it starts off by saying after i posted an item yesterday about a morgan myers uh 1997 arrest more than a few people told me to go find out why one of myers opponents in the house district uh, Chart Westcott has a probationary law license. The Texas Board of Law Examiners is prevented by statute from explaining why a lawyer has a probationary license. But here are two reasons that a license would be pro- pro- uh, probationary. One, when the board determines that the applicant suffers from a chemical dependency or has been convicted of or is on probation for a first offense driving while intoxicated uh, under the tex- Texas Penal Code. Okay. Second one being, in other circumstances in in which, on the record before it, the board determines that the protection of the public requires a temporary monitoring of the applicant in question. So this person goes on to email and call Westcott to find out which of those two reasons applied in his case, got no response. But as luck would have it, uh, Chart's dumbass already did an interview in which he talked about why. Okay. The question, why is your law license on a probationary basis? Um, Chart, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but it's not, you know, big and juicy. I'm not going to take any lawyer's dodges. And I don't have to get permission from the Dallas Morning News to lie about this. You know, I made a decision to abstain from alcohol four years ago. It was one of the best decisions I've ever made. There was no specific incident, period, that led to that decision. Much like George W. Bush... 
I decided that my life would be better off without it. The Board of Law Examiners asks you to disclose a decision like this on your bar application, and I happily disclosed it because it was the right thing to do. So the person asks the question that everybody would want to know. You disclosed that you decided to to abstain from alcohol? <laughs> he says, yeah. In response to this disclosure, they gave me a probationary law bar license that will convert in two years to a regular license if I continue to abstain from alcohol. I'm proud to say I have not had a drink in three years. So you're telling me you went to the bar. You told them you were sober. They decided to put you on probation for two years for the simple disclosure that you don't drink. And they're okay. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. So after descri- after this person transcribed what Chart said, he called Chart to ask about the discrepancy between making the decision four years ago, and then not having had a drink for three years. He said after he made the decision, he lapsed. So there you go. Somebody who has actively been on probation from their career because of drinking and you want to bring it up and try and bring it around Tiffany as though she is the one who's not responsible. Okay. Okay. Um, bullshit. Absolute bullshit. There's another picture of chart holding a, uh, some sort of Yorkie, I guess, um, with the Yorkie has a sombrero on And it says, happy early Cinco de Mayo, hashtag, your culture is my dog costume, hashtag, cultural appropriation is bullshit. Okay, I mean, I'm not going to get into the fact that Carrie liked that picture that says your, okay, you know what? That's that's her journey. That's her journey. Okay. Okay, girl. Um, this family can choke. They really can. I'm so thrilled that um, Court's dumbass took himself out of Twitter. So I can't um, continue to um, short shame him. And... Yeah, maybe it sounds hypocritical, but I'm five feet tall. So if I can shame anybody, it's, I, I can shame my fellow for being short, okay? Um, so there was an incredible article that came out um, on Variety Magazine, um, excuse me, Variety.com, because when all this stuff happened, uh, Tiffany posted a picture and said, you know, basically deuces and changed her Instagram profile to previous member of Real Housewives of Dallas. She since changed it um, to Real Housewives of Dallas season five cast member. Let me see, just check real quick to see if she's changed it in the time since I have. Yeah, she has. She has changed it to just cast member hashtag RH. R-H-O-D, just cast member. Um, But her profile does tag right to this Variety article, the title of which is Dr. Tiffany Moon 
Nope. <laughs> Real Housewives of Dallas star Tiffany Moon says the West House attacks will not be tolerated. Um, so in a statement obtained exclusively by Variety, her lawyer, Andrew Brettler, said that the insinuations the Westcott's made in those tweets are reckless, defamatory, and appalling. Dr. Moon is a professional in every sense of the word and is deserving of the excellent reputation that she has earned as a physician and as a hardworking mother. These attacks on her character will not be tolerated. The Westcott's will be well advised to keep mentions of Dr. Moon out of their social media feeds. Um, no response from Cameron's spoke spokesperson, no um, response for request on behalf of Shart and Short, uh, nothing at all, nothing at all. Um, I think what happened is they thought they were tough shit and that they were going to be able to get away with this because why wouldn't they? You know, if we have to look back historically on how Bravo has treated uh, its cast members for behavior like this. Yeah, I mean, the odds were definitely in the Westcott's favor, for sure. Um, But it was very clear that once Tiffany announced that she was leaving, they put the kibosh on it for everybody. They said, hey, you Westcott's, stop. Stop. No talkie anymore. Um, somebody, I assume, probably, uh, I, I would guess, like Cameron or somebody, one of the children, maybe switched the wireless router up somewhere where uh, court can't reach it. Um, and they deleted his account in kind. And they put his phone up on like a really high shelf. And he just hasn't managed to make it. Um, they can really go fuck. They can go scratch. They can really go scratch. I'm sick of them. Um, all right, let's move on because I'm getting itchy. <laughs> Since we're going to be invoking the names of the Bush family, um, let me just redirect you guys to uh, the Marks. The Marks is not not the Marks is really uh, Lisa Barlow and Vita Tequila had a uh, finale party or like a f- cast finale party for the cast um, just a couple days ago, I think maybe Saturday night. Why was Seth Marks in a Reagan Bush 84 t-shirt? Yuck. Yuck. Like who and why is another family that seems to be uh, support- supporters of Ted Cruz? Yuck. Yuck, dude. Um, so I take back everything I said about Seth. I do think that... Well, I can't take back everything. I do think that I called him sexy at one point, and I do want to take that back. I'm not going to take back when I said that he looks like he dresses um, like he found a lot of clothes not a lot of clothes, like a lot, a plot of clothes from like 2003 and has just been wearing it in the last 18 years. Um, I'm not going to take that one back. That one stays. Um, Weird. Why would he think? And I just feel like Reagan was the president during the AIDS crisis and he did nothing And he basically just left the gay community out here in these streets to just die. 
and you're going to wear a Reagan Bush t-shirt as if that era is anything to be nostalgic for. Yeah, we're going to think about that. We're going to let that one marinate. Let's move into some happy news, shall we? Ugh. The national nightmare is over, and we're free from one Ellen DeGeneres. I am so happy. I'm not that happy, you guys. (laughs) I'm not that excited. I'm bummed out. I'm, like, seriously bummed out that, like, we could have had it all, and yet Ellen just wanted to be an asshole. She wanted to be an asshole, and it's just, like... The fact that she's trying to act like this has nothing to do with what happened to her, all the allegations that I reminded you guys of, we talked about it last summer, all that shit that happened, the workplace allegations of uh, racism. Remember one of the producers told a girl with box braids that he couldn't tell the difference between her and the other black woman um, crew member with box braids? Yeah. Um, the sexual harassment, um, that one of the male executive producers was doing to other men, crew members, um, the just outright terrorism that apparently Ellen has been wreaking on, um, you know, uh, LA County for how many years now? And possibly is Malibu a county? I don't know. Palm Springs, possibly, even. Just all of Southern California will just... It's probably just easier to say. Um, She's been a dick. The fact that she tried to get that woman fired for um, having chipped nail polish when she served her, like, a week later calling up to the restaurant to have that woman fired because her nail polish was chipped. What? What? We all saw what happened with Dakota Johnson. I don't need to remind you guys. Just an absolute terror. Just an absolute terror. So Ellen did an interview with Savannah Guthrie on the Today Show and said she's still surprised by attacks on her. Attacks on her and reports of the show's workplace environment as, quote, toxic, but that it was not the reason for her decision to end her long-running daytime talk show. In the sit-down It was conducted on the set of The Ellen Show. Um, Savannah asked Ellen if she felt like she was, quote, being canceled. And she says, I mean, I really don't understand it. I still don't understand it. It was too orchestrated. It was too coordinated. And, you know, people get picked on, but for four months straight for me, and then for me to read in the press about a toxic work environment, when all I've ever heard from every guest that comes on the show is what a happy atmosphere this is and what a happy place this is. So you're what you, you're just told on yourself, ma'am. How can you say, oh, all the celebrities think I'm fine, but the fact that the people who are actually employed by me are upset, it really sounds like, what, some sort of conspiracy to plot against you? Doesn't that sound like maybe you have done something shitty to them? You would think all of a sudden, all of these people who are getting checks from you have decided to just go rogue and decided to say that you're 
that the workplace environment is toxic for what? So they could lose their jobs like you're having them do now. (laughs) Like, what do you mean that it was too orchestrated? Then mention it all, girl. Say what you really want to say. Who do you think is orchestrating this shit? Who did it and why? Why would they do it? Would be the more important answer that I need. So she goes on to tell Savannah Guthrie that if that's why I was quitting, I would not have come back this year. I really did think about not coming back. Okay. (laughs) Um, It was devastating. I am a kind person. I'm a person who likes to make people happy. I just kept saying to Portia, if I was a fan of somebody and even though I love them, I would think there must be some truth to it because it's not stopping. So what is the cognitive dissonance with you, Ellen? (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly why people should think, should um, think that it's happening is because people keep talking about it and they all have different stories. So if you're saying to Portia, if I were just a fan of yours and I heard all the stuff about Ellen, I would believe it, then shouldn't... Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, then she goes on to say, and then right on the heels of that, I hear there's a work toxic work environment, which I had no idea. Never saw anything that would even point to that. Well, you weren't letting people talk to you. So why would they? She was, there were reports of people saying that um, if she didn't like the way you smelled or if she thought that your breath wasn't fresh or she wasn't allowing certain foods on set because it would, that she would send them home. That she would send them home. That she told one uh, girl uh, who I think her dog was having issues or was like on the, Brink of death. Um, If you can't get it together, you need to just go home. Unpaid. Well, people don't really have that option, do they? A lot of people have to go to work upset. Because they don't have the option of being cared for by their employer. (laughs) Of taking a personal day. Remember? Okay. So then she says... um, Guthrie says... There are probably people who are thinking, how could you not know? And if you didn't know, should you have known? Nellen says, I don't know how I could have known when there's 255 employees here. And there are a lot of different buildings unless I literally stayed here until the last people go home at night. It's my name on the show, so clearly it affects me. And I have not been the one to stand up and say this can't. And I have to be the one to stand up and say this can't be tolerated. But I do wish somebody would have come to me and said, hey, there's something that you should know about. Then she goes on to say how her therapist told her that very few people um, go through such a huge public humiliation twice in a lifetime. She's referring to um, when she came out. I wouldn't personally compare the backlash, the homophobic backlash of you coming out to uh, the reasonable and warranted backlash to you being an asshole. Those aren't really the same things because one of those things you can help. And one of those things is just who you are. Maybe being an asshole is who you are, but you could try to do something to help that. You know, people shouldn't be bashing you for being a lesbian, but they have every right in the world to bash you for being a bad person. 
So then Ellen says that her therapist is making her aware that she's supposed to experience this for a bigger reason. How can I be an example of strength and perseverance and power if I give up and I run away? And so it's really one of the reasons why I came back. I really worked hard on myself. But then she says, I also have to say, if nothing else, if nobody else was saying it, it's really interesting because I am a woman and it did feel very misogynistic. I'm not bulletproof, and no, I don't have a thick skin. Uh, I'm extremely sensitive to the point where it's not healthy how sensitive I am. Yeah. (laughs) Given what you just said, I would agree. Um, When something's coming back at me that I know is not true, I guess I could take one or two of those shots, but four months in a row took a toll on me. It's the lack of introspection for me. I always operate from a place of what did I do? What could I have done differently? How did I do something wrong? It would be shocking to me that dozens of people, both who work for me and who just have had everyday interactions with me, would say that I was a bad person and for you to, for Ellen to twist it in her mind as how is this a way for me to persevere? Excuse me? <laughs> I'm so confused. I don't know who she's talking to. Kevin Hart, probably. It. The fact that you're, her excuse for it can't possibly be true is that the multi, all the, the other multimillionaires that come through the show for, you know, maybe an hour at a time, they always have a great time. So that should be proof that my, that my environment is good. What does that have to do with anything? It, it has, no, the two shall never meet. <laughs> they, they will, there will never be a correlation between the two. Of course your talent is going to be treated well. Of course. This was not a conversation about the talent. This was a conversation about the employee's work environment. What is not clicking to you, girl? She's so confusing. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad this is over. (laughs) I really am. Because she has proven with beyond a shadow of a doubt that she has had almost a year to gain some introspection on this and has not. And has, in fact, gone really hard in the paint in the other direction. And that's very strange. Very strange, ma'am. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> you guys. It happened. Oh, Hannah's leaving the summer house and I'm so happy. <laughs> I am so relieved. Oh, I was like, I've never felt more at peace and more just a sense of completion. Um, if I, I feel like the human equivalent of like, um, like an Om Shanti, okay? I just feel so happy and like everything, everything's coming up, Kara, for me, okay? So two days ago, Hannah posts a, what I would call like a early 90s, um, I'm, you know, like if you could listen to this picture, you would hear me, um, complaining about how my man doesn't shave his pubes. And so I'm not going to shave my pubes. And so, um, you know, take that. She looks like she's in the middle of like a, uh, take that. And that's her catchphrase, you know? Okay. So it's a picture of Hannah looking whack and the caption is, This past year has been one of the most important in my life for self-reflection, love, and learning a lot of shit. I welcome new career ventures, challenges, and obstacles, and opportunities for growth. As we climb out of the emotional trenches of 2020, is that what you're doing? Okay. I look forward to an exciting summer, but with mixed emotions, I'm announcing I won't be spending it living in a summer house. Okay. This is the part where I get choked up because I'm just... Oh, just so happy and just so, like, free and, oh, God, okay. These last three summers have truly been a whirlwind, and the show has, without a doubt, changed my life, and I will forever be thankful for the platform it has provided me. Making people laugh is what brings me joy, okay. And I'm so excited to announce that I will be spending the summer touring my stand-up and telling fart jokes at comedy clubs and theaters near you. More tickets and dates to come soon, but I can't wait to see you all in person. Three exclamation points. Woo. I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited. Um, I just love. Here's what I will give Hannah. I will give her that you guys. I'm leaving the thing that you've been begging me to leave. And now the only way you can access me on a large scale is if you pay me to do so. To which I say, no, thank you. And also, thank you so much. Because now I know that I am not going to have to be subjected to you. Because to be subjected to you at this point would be a conscious choice and frankly, a financial decision on my end. And that won't be happening. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, She, you know, 
as of now, appears to not be turning into a YouTuber. She is, um, uh, seems to be under the impression that she's really going to be making a significant amount of money um, <laughs> doing the, the comedy tour circuit in summer of 2021. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So obviously this leaves us with a few questions. First of all, is she going to be on Bravo's chat room? Secondly, is Bravo chat room even going to continue? Because there have been whisperings and mumblings that it might just be DOA. You know, it might not be happening anymore. Um, what are we going to do if Portia moves off to Africa with her man, as has been allegedly reported to be one of the 7,000 rumors that are coming out of, um, you know, the Portia Williams, uh, Guada, Guadabia, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, um, camp, you know, who's to say? I will say that for somebody who has half a million followers is 21,000. Well, I'll just round it up to 22,000 likes. Is that enough? Is that good? It doesn't seem that great. It doesn't seem that great. Um, I'm just like, it, it came so quickly that I didn't know how to prepare for it because I'm also used to being disappointed, you know, and I'm used to not having things really go my way. And so when I see things like, you know, when I want things, particularly when I want Bravo things to happen and when I want people to leave, I, it just, um, I don't anticipate those things happening. So now I'm sitting here and I just, I'm like overwhelmed. I'm verklempt. But uh, there's also a piece about me that knows that like in the next coming days, the news is really going to sink in. And like, I'm really going to relish um, all that is all the joy that is brewing up inside of me. My other question, I guess, even though I really don't feel like this applies to me because it's not anything that I've ever listened to, is like, what's happening with the Giggly Squad of it all? Is my prediction is that Paige is, do they, okay, I guess my question for those who listen to Giggly Squad, well, I mean, I guess, okay, sorry, I'm, I'm having a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I'm assuming what happens is that the Giggly Squad takes a break when they're filming Summer House. I'm assuming that's what happens. And with um, with respect to she and Paige's relationship, my prediction is that this is only going to last ooh, maybe a couple months. Maybe a couple months, if that. Woo, can't wait. Not that I, I just want to make it clear that I don't really think that Paige is a better person than Hannah. Um because she defends Hannah. <laughs> so I, I, but I do think there's room for growth with her. And sometimes all it takes is to get us away from a toxic person for you to really shine as a person you can be individually and as a person you are on the inside. So I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to this new development, several new developments. I had a conversation 
about like who we think could replace um, you know, the Kate Chastain who um, tweeted a hilarious tell me you're fired without telling me you were fired hashtag summer house tweet the other day. Um, who could be their replacements in the Bravo sphere for a chat room? I would say, um, first of all, I would say Ariana. I think she would be a great replacement. Um, oh, my friend Shira. An incredible, incredible suggestion of MJ from Shaws of Sunset, who actually, you guys, is a very funny person. If you've heard her on other podcasts, she is like naturally extreme, like genuinely a funny person. It seems like she's smart. The person who I have seen MJ be on podcasts is very different from the person she is on the show. Honestly, like shout out to you, Shira. That was an incredible suggestion. Is Bravo Chatroom relegated to only women? That would be my next question, because maybe we could have... uh, I'm not going to recommend a man. None of them come to mind, so never mind. (laughs) But if you guys have thoughts on who you think could be the two new replacements, because she can't possibly be continue to be on Bravo's Chatroom, right? I mean, I know Kate Chastain was without being on Below Deck, but... Does Hannah really have the cachet on that show to really continue if she has no association? Would it also be that Kate has, I think Kate might have, I don't really know much about Kate Chastain, you guys. I know that she has like a somewhat terrifying energy, which I really connect to. But other than that, I just started watching Below Deck. I'm probably, this is like my second season of watching Below Deck, um, so I don't, I don't know her, you know, but, um, I am of the understanding that she might have a deal with either Bravo or NBC universal. And so maybe that's why she was able to stay. But if the rumors are true that Hannah's, you know, contract, you know, as we say, as we say in the industry, if her, if her contract contract wasn't renewed, mm-hmm, um, then I just wonder, I, I don't see the point of her saying I don't see the point of her staying. Oh, I'm just so happy. You know, let's work out all the other things (laughs) towards the end. But for now, let's just be grateful. Honestly, I think Summer House is going to be so great. Somebody tweeted at me and I'm going to come at them. I don't know they're at, but I I am going to go off on them a little bit just because um, they don't follow me. And I assume that they don't listen to my podcast. And here's what they had to say. They said something along the lines of, can we normalize not wanting the villain to leave or something along that lines? First of all, you can normalize whatever you want on your own Twitter. But asking me to normalize the behavior that you want on my account, that's not happening, girl. Not happening, sis. (laughs) I didn't really feel some type of way about that, but I don't like the idea of like, these therapy catchphrases being much like Hannah, you know, saying that things have triggered her and blah, blah, blah. It's like, can we normalize behavior? It's like, sure, on your own time and on your own page. But I am allowed to be happy that Hannah's gone. Okay. But to dig deeper into what they're saying, um, no, I don't think we have to normalize celebrating people's shitty behavior. And I've said this before, like, this is not the housewives. And I think with the housewives, 
What we have normalized is normalizing people's shitty behavior in order to make good television and saying like, without a villain, what do you have? And granted, without Hannah this season, I don't think it's really fair to ask, what did we have without her? Because she made the choice to actively take up all the air and all the space in the room. And everybody just had to deal with it. I don't think it's a lack of content and we were just left with Hannah's shitty behavior. I think it's that Hannah commanded attention and people gave it to her. I think we would have been just fine. Nobody's... You know, I think the situation with Stravi and Lindsay was perfectly good television. I thought the uh, Paige dealing with Perry was perfectly good television. I thought, um, you know, we could have dug into so many other things. We could have dug into the actual relationship dynamics. Because once you pull back onto the cast of the house, it's like... I'm having a hard time remembering Hannah and Carl having a good relationship. I'm having a hard time, you know, like we could have learned more about Danielle. Everybody loves Danielle now and she's not a villain. You know, she is lawful good, I would say. Whereas Lindsay's like a lawful chaotic in equally good parts, you know. I liked their relationship, the relationship between Danielle and um, Lindsay. I think there's plenty there. I would like, if we're going to, I would like at least one more guy, but I would say maybe two, and then another girl. I would like to see Lindsay's new relationship that she's being very coy about. But I wonder if she's being coy about it because this is like the I want to do things right. So I'm going to be coy. Or is this the um, he's on Winter House. And so maybe I can't really talk about him because we're under contract. And, you know, everybody wants to see how this relationship turns out. Right. And maybe he'll be coming to the Winter House. I would like to see a hot single guy that shakes the table because now we're dealing with a single page I'm assuming Sierra's coming back. She'll also be single. The world will be opening up a little bit more. Um, I, I want to see that. I really, really do. And somebody also brought up a great point that I think it was maybe Kyle that the ratings for Summer House this season was actually down something like 18%. And compared to other seasons, I guess season two was the highest rated, uh, season of Summer House. Um, I think there's plenty there, plenty there. And, you know, Hannah really wasn't that much of a factor two seasons ago for me personally. I know she had that whole back and forth with Luke, but I could have taken that or left it. And I I guess I did leave it because I really don't remember too much about it except for the whole fight that, like, uh, she ends up getting in with Paige and Amanda. And, And he went down on her for a couple hours. Okay, move on, move on. I, yeah, I want to see some sort of like dick measuring contest, whether literally or we did it literally or figuratively with Carl and Luke. We could start off literally and then we can move it into figuratively. How about that? Um, And I would like to see a lot of flirtation, a lot of drinking, a lot of, yeah. And we have, 
isn't it also true, I believe, that Kyle and Amanda um, have postponed their wedding once again until September. So that's one more season of them, at the very least. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Ugh, congratulations to the whole team, you guys. We did it. We did it, Joe. Okay, you guys, I know that a few of you wanted me to talk about uh, Porsche Fest 2021, but I feel like it's probably been overspoken about. I'm not really sure what I could add to the conversation, if I'm being honest. I mean, if you just want like an insight as to how I felt, you know, we see that picture of her standing in the middle of Dennis and Simon with her hand you know, betwixt Simon's um, breasts. And it felt like a very intimate moment. But I thought, no, ma'am, what we're looking at right now is a troll, a troll situation, right? Secondly, I'm thinking, oh, Dennis is commenting on this Instagram post about congratulations um, your life, I support you wholeheartedly. Mm, that's again, a no ma'am for me. Um, second, thirdly, you know, as the news rolls out, as we're like, oh, is she, it went from, is she mad at Fallon? Is there some kind of beef between these women to, oh, she's actually, oh, she, Portia, oh, Portia, no. Portia, what are, Portia, Portia Letta, what are you doing? What are you doing? And so now I have to sit here halfway upset because I had spent the better part of two seasons standing for this woman talking about, oh, look at this growth, um, an evolution just like God bless her for all the work that she's doing. And I still remain firm on that part. But this is weird. And it's get going from weird to even more weird. And I just don't quite know what to do with this. If we're supposed to believe what is being told to us that uh, Portia and Fallon were never friends They never had any type of relationship. There was no overlapping. There was no entanglement happening. There was no, nothing untoward. I, okay. Here's my problem though. I've got three problems. First of all, I'll be damned if Dennis McKinley co-signs any relationship that I am in Certainly not one that Porsche's in. If he's looking at this relationship, if Dennis McKinley, hot dog magnet, is looking at this relationship as something that he um, supports wholeheartedly, mm, something in the hot dog water ain't clean on that one. I don't know what it is, but just I always like to trust myself and my instincts and my instincts are telling me. Absolutely not. Okay. Um, Also, we all know, we have all seen that where Portia tends to fall short um, is in her relationships. And I 
I don't understand why. Cordell Stewart. Why? I mean, she literally found, like, the ugliest man (laughs) in the NFL. The man has a face. Let me not say that. Never mind. (laughs) Um, I was about to compare him to, you know, a popular meat, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Then... We have to talk about that guy, Todd, that she dated, that guy that was in the NFL, um, the pregnancy pact or whatever, baby, baby nup, baby nup. She created a whole word for a nuptial agreement that she was having with a man or trying to have with a man who didn't even really seem to want to have a baby with her, but she had all the papers drawn up. What is happening there? So, like, should I really, should we really be surprised that we she's found herself with some man who is now um, threatening or promising to throw money at anybody who will, who can confirm that there was an overlap between his relationship with Fallon and his relationship with Portia? I don't care. I, that's, that's number two is that why that's weird. Like, don't, don't. Ew. Imagine you're dating somebody and he has the audacity to go on a social media. How old is this man, first of all? This man is supposed to be like some sort of reputable, reputable, multimillionaire businessman. And yet he's getting on Instagram like he's like they're Quavo and Saweetie and threatening to like uh, promising, putting out like a... $50,000 if you can tell me that I've dated somebody overlapping with either Fallon and my relationship with her in and Portia. Ew. Ew. If you guys are so happy and this is written in the stars and this was so meant to be, why were you the one to announce the engagement and not Portia? And that's much like how I feel about... um coupon cabin in Tinsley. Why was he the one to announce the uh, breakup between he and Tinsley? He is not the star in this situation. He is not. And that's weird. And you went to People Magazine to announce that you guys were breaking up? Yuck. So now you're going on Instagram to announce that you were engaged after Portia did this whole statement with love wins and I will be put a pin in that phrase for later. I'll be back. Don't worry about that. Um, to announce your engagement, to try to put up, like, it's the money. Like, what is this? The wild, wild West? Like I will offer 50, like, ew, ew. Unless a child has fallen into a well or we're on some sort of international manhunt for somebody, like, you don't have to put your money up for anything, okay? No, no. Um, thirdly, I just, I just can't. Like, even taking Fallon out of the whole situation, if we just found out that all of a sudden Portia was in a, a whole engagement after four weeks of dating somebody and everything was clicking as she says, and everything just fit together and everything is perfect. Okay. Well, you guys, it's only been a month. 
have you even had your menstrual cycle with this man yet? <laughs> like, a lot of women will say, oh, you know, at, at least go through a season with a man before you commit. Go through a menstrual cycle. And this is not to, like, woman shame. It's just, like, a timing thing. Like, you sure, everything's fitting together fine. Because he put a gigantic rock on you. And, you know, he's probably smashing out cash left, right, and center. Yeah, everything's great, girl, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think. I, I have a headache. I'm, uh, the cluster is developing as we speak. And I'm just like... I'm disappointed. I, I'm just disappointed in our girl. I really am. And that's why, you know, who never has failed me? One Candy Burris Tucker. And so I, you know, I did a, a side-by-side standing of Portia and Candy. And now I'm just comfortably, I'm just pretending like whatever happened with Portia didn't happen. And I'm comfortably in, um, in the dungeon with Candy. Okay. I really am. I, I just think that Portia's feeling herself a little too much. I, I don't, it's, it's just rubbing me the wrong way. I, this three part special that she's getting great. Love that for you. I loved, I have to say, page six wrote this article about <laughs> about Portia getting the three-part special. And at the end of the article, it said, um, Simon will film if he's still around. <laughs> because that article was pretty pro-Portia um, leading up to that. But even they could admit that this relationship is a flash in the pan and unless she gets knocked up, I don't see this lasting past the summer. I really don't. I really don't. Um, so with the love wins of it all, like as a, a het, a heterosexual, I have to say like, can we not, can we not with this hashtagging love wins in relationship to your heterosexual relationship? And what even rubs me the wrong way even more about the situation is Portia's very troubling relationship to the LGBTQ plus community. I like, do you guys remember years ago before she was on the housewives, that video came out where she was um, at church doing her testimony or whatever, talking to the people. And she was saying some very homophobic things about how being gay is a sin, blah, blah, blah. Then cut to her actually being on the show and making up that horrific rumor about, uh, candy as if this was like a normal thing to say that your coworker and what former friend attempted to drug and rape you. The issue that I have with that it was on its surface. I mean, self-explanatory, right? But the, I think the other part of it, the layer of it is the, the relationship that homophobes try to place on people who are bisexual or lesbian or gay as if they're predators. That is really several bridges too far for me. I I hate it. We should all hate it. I just did not like the idea that like candy can do anything 
but but drug and try to rape you and put, take you down to some sex dungeon to have sex with you like as if girl as if and i loved that that came up again at the third part of the atlanta reunion i loved that i thought it was very important for candy to say hey i still feel some type of way about that like i can be cordial with portia we can kiki we can laugh but that'll always be in the back of my mind and that's something that she needs to realize that i felt like portia's reaction to that was really like yuck to me if i were to ever make the claims and allege the things that she alleged, like, it would be, fuck you forever. It would be, I would just have to put hands on you. I would have to kick the most sensitive part of your ankle. You know, that part that, like, really hurts. Um, It would just be a nightmare for your life on site forever, you know? So, thank God, you know, Candy wrote the song, I Fly Above, right? It's beneath me, it's beneath me. She was right. She was able to do something that I could never possibly do. Um, But I felt like Portia's reaction of like, oh, that was four years ago, blah, blah, blah. Like, why are we bringing up old stuff? And it's like, well, because everything comes back to this claim. Like the dungeon theme would have never happened if it weren't for what you did. And it would not have happened if Candy had decided to fly above all the drama. It's beneath her. It's beneath her. And try and make a bag off of this. And make a bag she did. So there you go on that. But excellent point. Like none of this stuff would have happened if it weren't for the horrific things that Portia started and enabled and continued to act like was a valid thing. I just feel like if I felt like somebody tried to drug and rape me, I wouldn't like do any of the things that Portia did. (laughs) Any of the things like I wouldn't only bring this up on camera. You would be hearing like, I don't even think that Portia thought that that was like a legitimate claim because if she did, why wouldn't she have spoken to the execs at Bravo? Why would she have not spoken to law enforcement? Why would she have not like sued her? You know? Um, I don't, I just don't think that she really ever believed that. And that makes it worse. That makes it so much worse. Um, so that's my thoughts on Portia. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 
But let's move on to an even more exciting, even more new engagement of that between one, you know, a, a Kanye relationship ends and one begins again. You know, the circle of life. White Kanye has taken up the torch from um, Trump Kanye and is heading into a holy matrimony with one Queen Raquel. You guys, breaking news. <laughs> I'm genuinely so excited for these two, like, I mean, a match made in, in Coachella heaven. So I'm of the belief that they had some sort of Coachella-themed party that is called Raychella. Now, is this Raychella for Raquel? Because it's R-A-C-H, and Raquel is not spelled that way. It's R-A-Q. She's a Q. Um, if it wasn't a theme party for Raquel... You propose that somebody else's Coachella themed party? <laughs> okay. Um, another thing is the tagging. If you guys go to Raquel's Instagram post, it, you look through, you scroll through. I mean, there's a bunch of pictures and a couple videos, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's nice, that's nice. But this one picture really, really got me. And I posted this on my Instagram. <laughs> It's um, a picture of Raquel and James kissing. Clearly, Raquel is still very emotional. There are, like, tears just at the top of her cheeks. Just, like, you know, not really making it past the highlighter. But, you know, there's there. You can see the shimmer of emotion, right? Okay, so it's a picture of them. But once you realize, like, thinking, I thought... James's hand was just up in like a DJ, like, oh, we did it, boo, 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 that kind of move. No, he's taking a selfie of them kissing each other. It... <laughs> so it's a picture of a couple taking a selfie. And Raquel has tagged Evolution USA, which is the, um, the production company that does Vanderpump. So in the, the tagged photos, Evolution USA, bravo. Tiffany and Co on the ring. Let the let them hoes know, Raquel. <laughs> and then James. <laughs> this is the best picture I've ever seen in my life. It so accurately and incredibly encapsulates who this couple is, and it's no shade because even though Raquel is and James, and I have met James. Even though these are two people that I probably would never actually want to be in a room with, I would never want to see them. Uh, you know, I I love from them for I love them from afar. You know what I mean? I stand this picture. There will never be a better photo taken. This better break the internet. I love it so much, and it's so funny to me. <laughs> How are you going to tag your production company in your engagement photo, girl? <laughs> like, I know they're filming right now, but baby, this is not about evolution. <laughs> or Bravo. It's a little bit about Tiffany and Co. But, girl, okay, congratulations. Congratulations to us all. I mean, what a wedding this is going to be. 
What? Oh, can you imagine? Every bridesmaid with a feather, like some sort of flower slash feather crown. God, do you think they're really going to just take this theme to the end and just do a full on Coachella themed wedding? (gasps) Are are we going to get a Coachella themed Vanderpump Rules wedding? Oh, bitch. I got chills. I want them to meet, to get married. I want their like their um their staging area. I want it to be in Palm Springs. I want their staging area to be like a a DJ booth with like a bunch of flowers on it. I want I want um James to wear like an all white suit with the sleeves like the sleeves of his blazer rolled up to his um elbows I want him to be wearing sunglasses I want there to just be oh my god this could be truly the wedding of the century like Meghan Markle and Prince Harry who truthfully truthfully (gasps) I'm so excited about this okay let's move on she started this account before North even had a personality. So she made up this personality, and luckily that's who North's personality is. You were calling her Nori at the time, so I'll make it Nori's black book, because you and Kanye were like really into black at the time, and yeah. North, North was only wearing black, so I was yeah. like, this is perfect. <laughs> so I kind of just started on Instagram, whatever, and then I kind of built her personality off Kim's, how direct she is with right. all of you, and then Kanye's, like, it's kind of like, okay, if you think Kanye has an ego and you think Kim's a little direct, like, right. meet Northwest. She's right. like, a thousand times. That's literally what you, she's like. No, though. and that's truly who it <laughs> is. With that, I want to end with the Kardashian corner. What a great episode of Kardashians, keeping up with the Kardashians. This week, and by that I mean, the only good thing was that we got a reveal of who Nori's Black Book is. Wow. What a moment. What a moment for me personally. What else can we talk about? Oh, um, Canada Dry and Courtney. Nope, Chloe. <laughs> Tristan and Chloe were both talking about um, having a surrogate. Chloe was advised to not um, have a baby on her own and that surrogacy was going to be the best way for her. She was hemming and hawing about it. Um, I thought it was very interesting that Kim gave us more insight into her two surrogacies, which is where the first one, we saw that lady. I don't think we saw her face, but we definitely saw her meeting up with the whole family and they're having a conversation about the surrogacy. And Kim was saying, yeah, like I had such a close relationship with her. We communicated all the time, blah, blah, blah. But with the second one, I was just like, okay, have fun. Like... (laughs) really treated this like on some handmaid's tale shit which really it was like kim i don't know if this is a cute look i don't i mean i don't know what like the ins and outs are of um surrogacy but it seemed like kim was extremely hands-off she said kanye did not meet their surrogate until she uh was in labor at the hospital and that, yeah, she basically was like, um, I'm going to put my egg inside you and Kanye's sperm and uh, see you later, girl. Pop back in with you in 36 weeks. It was just very interesting. Um, <clears throat> was that the only thing? Oh, there was another storyline about, and this kind of really made me feel <sighs> for Scott. And I know, shout out to you, Princess, you've said, 
um, on one of your latest podcasts that you are on team fuck Scott Disick forever because of the shoving the mouth, the cash into the waiter's mouth situation. I get it. I get it. You're a better person than me in in every possible way <laughs> because I really drank the Disick Kool-Aid and that's really on me. It really is. But with it being said, I think that he has really grown as a man and it was really hard to watch him like find ways to attempt to um, hang out with the family more um, as the show was winding down because he really doesn't have any biological family of his own. He's really there on the strength of his relationships with the sisters and with Chris and the fact that he has kids with Courtney. Now, what makes me feel sad is that we've seen all of these unabashed, just living out loud pronouncements and just like, ugh, my God, you guys are both in your 40s, not to age shame, but please, like, how many pictures of, um, you know, Travis holding Courtney on her on his back while she takes a picture with like some little thong bikini it's like yeah great ass we get it girl and it's like we we get that you're in love and all of that but it's like when when are we gonna wind this down the tattoo the tattoo that she did on his arm of that says i love you in her handwriting that looked like it looked like she had gotten some sort of like matcha powder into the ink mix like it didn't look very well done it looked like it was crusting over within the picture it looked not great it looked not great um there were rumors that because of this whirlwind romance with travis that Courtney and Scott have been, you know, further apart than ever and that things are just not really, he's just been very closed off. And I feel for him. I I really do. And I just wish that he would stop trying to find love, you know, at Forever 21. You know, I wish he would stop looking through, um, like the Fashion Nova catalogs or the skims campaign and be like oh is she under the age of 20 i'll take her i wish he would stop doing that like i would like for him to find i think scott needs to find himself a more mature woman and like possibly even have more kids one or two i see two more kids in scott's um, future with like a, a lifetime partner. I want that for him. And I, and really frankly for his mental health, I think he needs it. I really do. Um, so that was sad, but getting on to the main issue, they were trying to, and by they, I mean, Kim and Chloe were trying to find out who the identity is behind Nori's black book. So they end up finding her. She is Natalie, one of the co-hosts of um, the Say Bible podcast, RIP. Such a good podcast, uh, Kardashian podcast. Um, um, She revealed herself. I was shocked, first of all, because like Natalie and I have, you know, we're not like friends, friends, but we have a communication with each other. I've been on Say Bible. She never told me. I had had dozens of people over the years be like, no, really, Kara, are you Nori's black book? And I had to be like em- embarrassed every time to be like, no, I wish it was me, but it's not. 
it's not me. Um, such a brilliant thing. What struck me as interesting is that they had never once tried to figure out the identity until this season. I, I wonder if that part was really true because there was a scene where Chloe and Kim are calling, you know, your Steph Sheps. They're calling your Jen Atkins. They're calling, uh, Kim said she had a conversation with their cousin Cece. And those were their best guesses because they were like, oh, they're, this person is so spot on with their assessment of how Nori behaves that it would have to be somebody in our inner circle. It's just shocking to me that they had never once tried to figure out who it was until then. That can't be. That can't be possible. So what they tried to do was um, try to, they were like, oh, we're going to um, request to send a PR box to this person. And then Tracy will get her his or her address and that's how we'll figure out who it is. I don't know if that's the methods that they went about getting her, but I, I want to hear the real tea. I really should have asked her if she wanted to come on the podcast, but like, she's too big for me now. She's way too big. <laughs> I saw those numbers jumping on Nori's black book and I was like, good for you, girl. Good for you. Because at the time they showed her um, account on the screen, she had like 737,000 followers and now she's at 1.1 million. So good good for her. I truly, truly love it. Um, the scene where Natalie just talks about like how she was able to discern from her, like she's taking uh, little bits of Kim's personality and Kanye's personality and like building a whole story. And I just wish Natalie all the best. Like I have stand her before. She's so funny. Just being herself floored. I was literally shocked to find out that it was her um and disappointed to find out that it was not me <laughs> in my mind I was like gosh maybe it is me and maybe maybe this is my moment I've just haven't been having some sort of like um split personality situation and I've been writing for Nori's Black Book but I've been like you know you know what I mean um so yeah very disappointed to find out that it wasn't me um I guess that's it you guys I guess that's it. It's been a long weekend. You'll have to forgive me. It, there's been a lot going on. So if you don't enjoy this podcast, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll do better next week. But for real, you guys, let me know what you want in terms of a Bravo recap on Mondays. Um, uh, Seeking Sister Wife is almost over as well. And so I'm thinking maybe I'll do Roni for Fridays once Married at First Sight is officially over. I think that episode, that season ends on Friday. So maybe I'll move Roni to Fridays and we'll, maybe I'll just do an all, all over the news, pop culture news situation on Monday. I, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out together. With that, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you.